0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 86, and we are going to continue talking about clothing But before we get started, I want to apologize for the sound quality on last week's podcast. I put this in the show notes, um, but I know some people listen on iTunes and never watch. Look at the show notes, but y'all, seriously, that sound quality is so awful, and I am so sorry because it was my first um, interview that I've ever done on my podcast, which I was really excited about, and I was excited to have my friend Aaliyah, who y'all, seriously, she is a big deal on the internet. I mean. She's amazing. Anyway, and um I got nervous and never plugged in my microphone and because it was on Blab which is also video when it's live, um I was uh in my dining room because that has the best light which is, but it's also my most echoey room, but I thought, Oh, okay, well, I'll be in my mic and maybe it'll be okay. Well, I didn't have my mic plugged in. So it was echoey. It was horrible sound quality. And then somehow I I'm assuming it's because of my mic that every time my computer fan went on, it sounded like either somebody was using a leaf blower in my dining room with me, or like jets were going over. We used to live near an air force base where, um, jets were going over all the time. So y'all, it was crazy. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. Um, And hopefully by the next interview that I do, which will be with Mary Carver of givinguponperfect.com and co-author of a book that we'll be talking about. um, Hopefully by the time we do that uh, later in March, um, it won't be set. I'll have it figured out. At least this time I'm going to try to make sure I plug in my microphone. Y'all so embarrassing. Okay. Anyway, so this is podcast number 86. We are talking about... Clothing. I talked about clothing in podcast number eighty four, and said that I was going to do a second one. And then I was kind of like, I don't know if I have anything else to say, but I thought, well, I'm just going to you know think of a few things that I meant to talk about and I didn't. And I went, oh, okay, I think I can do another one. Um, okay, so more clothing hang ups because um, clothing. As we have established many times, it's one of those things you have to have. Seriously, you just do to be socially acceptable, and um, it's always coming in because it either wears out, goes out of style, children grow, whatever. So you're always having new clothing come in, and that is, um, you know, means that it's got always got to be decluttered. Actually, this morning I just kind of randomly did a Periscope. You can follow me there. I am at a slob comes clean. Um, periscopes are fairly random. I, this was totally spur of the moment, which means I did not put it out on my video list. And I'm sorry about that. Um, but it was just kind of very spur of the moment. And I thought, Hey, I'm going to do this, but it was because I was showing what I got from thread up my, um, my order. You know, I mentioned threadup.com last week or last during that other podcast, 84, and um, which the credit is actually 10 instead of 20 right now. And I'm sorry about that, but, um, you can get a credit if you've never signed up with them before. If you go to the show notes for this podcast, number 86, it's also in 84. Um, but, uh, so I was showing what I had gotten from thread up yesterday cause I was really excited about it. Um, but I also, showed the things that I pulled out because I'm like, if I'm going to bring new clothes into my house, I can't just bring new stuff in. I've, you know, I don't have all the room in the world. And so I try to make it a practice to, you know, I counted up how many things it was. I think it was six, five or six things. Um, and I just went through my closet and said, okay, I need to choose five or six things to go. And it's actually really easy. And I think it was easier because I wasn't just pulling stuff out. It was kind of like, no, I've, I've got stuff to replace it. So I'm going to do this. So, replacing is a huge clutter busting concept. So, anytime I bring new clothes in, I try, I don't always, but I try to say, okay, how many new things am I bringing in? I need to get rid of that many things because I cannot um, fit an indefinite number of things in my home. Okay, so other things, sometimes just making it easier. You know, I talk a lot about my donate box always having a donate box going because I've always got stuff to get rid of in my house. It just is a constant in my life. So having a donate box all the time, but specifically having a donate box or even just a donate spot in my laundry room, or if you don't have a laundry room, just next to the dryer, near the dryer, keeping a a donate spot there. For me, it's the stuff on top of my dryer. So I know I have a stack. I have a section on top of my dryer that is donate stuff. And that helps me because it means that as stuff comes out of the dryer, I fold it and put it in the donate spot. I mean, it's just immediately right there. And it's always a place to check as I'm getting rid of a donate box. I'm like, I need to go check on top of the dryer and see what there is um, that I'm getting rid of because that just helps. Because if I here's me. I mean, it seems so painfully obvious, right? If you take something out of the dryer and you know that you don't need it anymore, obviously it should be donated. But for me to have a spot to put it in is better than me just saying, Oh, I need to get rid of this because here's what I used to do. Oh, I need to get rid of this. Oh, we don't need this anymore. Okay. I'll have to deal with that someday when I'm decluttering. And so I would put it, either in the pile, of course, this was also back when I did not fold right out of the dryer, but I would either, you know, stick it in the dirty clothes pile or stick it in my kids' drawers thinking that, okay, someday when I declutter my kids' clothes, I will have to get, I'll have to remember that I wanted to get rid of this. And instead kind of taking out that stop or that, taking out that extra step, but also just in a consistent lifestyle of decluttering. That's a big part of the biggest change for me has been being willing to say, I'm not going to wait until this is a decluttering project. I'm just going to ongoing, continually declutter as things come out of the dryer. Oh yeah. She didn't like this the last time she put this on. She said these were too small or I noticed they were too short, whatever stick it in the donate spot because it's there. It exists. It's convenient. And it's part of that lifestyle of decluttering. So that is a big thing to have that donate spot designated, whatever donate box is ideal, which all donate boxes should be donatable. It's not something that I I personally cannot have something that I reuse. I don't do reusable donate boxes because that means I'm going to have to move things out of that temporary donate box into another one before I donate it. And that just doesn't work because that adds another step. Anytime I can eliminate those halfway points, those little procrastination stations, anytime I can get rid of those, that helps me significantly in getting clutter out of my house and keeping clutter out of my house. And I think especially You know, I mean, you can set up donate boxes anywhere where you consistently have to declutter. But I think the issue with clothing is it is something that consistently has to be decluttered. So it's an ideal place to say if I, you know, I don't have to sit here and figure out where should I put donate boxes? Number one, next to the dryer. If you're trying to figure out a place to put a donate box next to the dryer. If you get an Amazon box and you think, oh, this should be useful. Hey, if you don't have a donate box next to your dryer, go stick it next to the dryer and fill it up. Okay. Um, other things, issues that people have. If laundry is not under control, which um, if you're anything like I was before I started the blog, it's not because it can be crazy. You know, a lot of these internet memes or whatever they're called, you know, where people talk about laundry, the whole two seconds when it's done and, you know, it's the never ending and it's the thing that can't be controlled. Um, I would totally agree with that until I actually had a routine. And once I got my routine down, which there's a podcast, I think it's called laundry conquered. Um, once I got my routine down for laundry, well then guess what? I actually, it's not that way anymore. And, and the reason why I do a laundry day is because of my project brain. I prefer projects over the mundane, boring. It never ends. Oh my word. Why am I doing this when I'm just going to have to do it tomorrow? All that kind of stuff. For me, with my project brain, it helps me to have a laundry day where that's my focus. And then I get to be done for six whole days. Sometimes laundry day takes two to three days, but that's okay. I still get to be done because there's an end in sight. And I don't have to worry about the laundry that keeps on happening while I'm working on laundry day. You know, I mean, I may work all day Monday. Let's say I actually get it all done. This week, I did not. I finished it yesterday because... I shot my book cover on Monday. So I was out of the house all day long, had many different things going on. Um, but I went ahead and got laundry day started and did as much as I could, which meant that yesterday I was able to finish it up without a whole lot of hassle. So, um, having that end in sight, let's say I get it all done on Monday. Well, the clothes that people are wearing on Monday and throw in the hamper, or let's just be honest on the floor, um, on Monday night, those things don't make me go, oh, what? I just finished laundry. Instead, they're like, oh, I'm not worried about it. It's next week's laundry. It's not, you know, I'm done. I'm done with this week's laundry. I know for a fact, we're going to have seven days of clothes and we're going to be fine until next Monday. So I don't have to worry about those things. So that is why that works really well for my personality. Um, but before I got that started, before I um, got laundry figured out for the way that works best for me, which, hey, if you're a one load a day person and that actually works for you, awesome. Go with that. But um, if you're like me and you leave the same load in there to mildew and you have to wash it 10 times, um, yeah, maybe try laundry day. But for before I had laundry under control, here was my problem. I was always doing the top of the laundry pile. I was always going with what was absolutely necessary right then. Um, you know, which is your absolute basics, your socks and your underwear and you know, the things that you have to have. I mean, we always had clean clothes, but it was always like by the skin of our teeth, which makes no sense, but whatever. Um, but really, I mean, it was always, we were always behind and just doing emergency loads. That's what it felt like. We only ever did what we absolutely had to have right then. And there, because of that, I was always buying more clothes. And so we had this because I thought we needed more because we were always running out. And so we always had this overabundance of clothing. Um, but what would happen is the bottom of the laundry would end up being dirty clothes that had been outgrown for a long time. Because when you're behind on laundry forever, who in the world is going to wash? You know, if, if you're just washing because you absolutely desperately need clothes, I never would go to the bottom of the barrel and think, okay, well, these out, you know, have been outgrown and those don't fit her anyway. So why would I, you know, use my precious laundry load that's so rare, um, for that? And so then they sit in there waiting to be washed and then, um, they get outgrown by a year or two years or whatever, you know, sizes, um, you know that is the problem. Is you have these clothes that you know need to be donated. Okay, I mean obviously this needs to be donated, especially when you have children and you know they're outgrown. It needs to be gone. But when you're behind on laundry, it's really hard to do that. Okay, so how can but then not having those things conquered make the whole getting laundry under control also impossible? So it's this endless, vicious, horrible, awful cycle. Um, donating dirty clothes you can't do it. Okay. Let's just, let's just say that from the get go. You cannot dirt, donate dirty clothes. That would be really awful. But I understand that feeling of, I wish I could just donate dirty clothes. Cause it feels like they're this weight around your neck where you're going, I know I need to get rid of these, but I'm too overwhelmed to stop and wash them and do laundry on things that I, we don't even need right now. So it just is this, pain and this this real decluttering stumbling block when it comes to clothing. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to like a BetterHelp therapist can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused, Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Um, so since donating dirty clothes is not an option, what can you do? Well, first of all, I want to be really clear that we define dirty. Okay. Um, if you, as you get into a lifestyle of decluttering and as you start to go, wait, I hate this shirt. I need to get rid of it. Um, if it, if you pulled it out of your closet and it was clean and you try it on and then realize you hate it because it itches or it's too tight or it's a little faded or it has a spot on it or whatever, which we'll talk about in a minute too. Um, but if you decide that you don't like it because you tried it on, looked at it, decided you don't like it, but it was clean when you put it on, it's still clean. I mean, people try on clothes in stores and they do not wash them between each per- time that people try them on, which is kind of gross if we all think about it, but that's the reality. Okay. You try on clothes in a store. Um, you, who knows how many people have tried it on before you. I need to not think about stuff like that, honestly. But, um, so that is not dirty. Okay. So if you try it on or if your kid puts it on and you see that the, sh- the pants are, you know, three inches too short, I tell my kids, go put it in the donate box right now. That is not dirty. So let's don't get hung up on that. But when they legitimately are dirty, they're in the dirty clothes pile, or you clean out your kid's room and you find random clothes stuffed under their bed, because um, that's what happens. Uh, those are dirty clothes and those need to be washed, but you're donating them. And I'm not saying this like it's okay to donate stuff that's not in great condition, but I'm going to tell you that most, not most, there are a lot of people in this world, a lot of organized people who do not sort their laundry. They do not sort it by colors. I like to sort mine by colors. Um, but I can do that because I do a laundry day. And so it makes sense to sort it by colors. Cause why not? I have to sort it somehow. Um, but there are many times where I need to run that one little load and I'll just stick it all together. And y'all, it's, it's not like it used to be. Things aren't like they were when we were children. Although I know we're of all different ages listening to this podcast, but you know, it's not the same as it used to be. Now a brand new red shirt, of course I'm not going to wash that with whites. Um, but if it's, used clothing, then it's probably not brand new. It's probably been washed multiple times and it's okay to stick it all together. Okay. Maybe it's not the most absolute perfect ideal laundry method, but you're donating it and it's better for you to get it clean and get out of your house, get it out of your house. So stick it all in there together, do that and get it out. And, you know, I got this thread up order this morning and, uh, or yesterday and I washed it. So I, I mean, I'm sure there are people who probably buy used clothing at thrift stores and don't wash it before they wear it. But y'all come on. I would say 99.9999% of people wash it before they do. Okay. So, you know that, okay, now I'm going back to that whole, it's okay if you, um, just tried it on really quickly. I'm not saying don't wash it. I'm saying you do have to wash it if it's legitimately dirty, but let's be honest about whether or not it's legitimately dirty. Okay. Does that make sense? I have no idea. Um, so the, the ideal is if it's clean, you try it on, decide you don't like it, go ahead and donate it. You do not need to stick it in your laundry. If it was clean before you put it on for the two seconds, when you decided you didn't like it. Um, but if the clothes are dirty, you do need to wash them, but wash them all together. Okay. Um, just, to get it on out of your house. Most likely it's going to be perfectly fine to do that. Um, okay. Other things, special clothing. I, um, have seen this a lot. I have seen a lot of, um, people in their twenties who struggle to get rid of, uh, prom dresses and things like that. Um, here's the thing, prom dresses, Are ridiculously expensive. Oh my word. Oh my word. We're not there yet personally, but I have some friends who are, and I am in shock at the amount of money that people pay for these things. And I mean, I'm not there yet, so I'm not saying anything, but oh my goodness, y'all, it's ridiculous. So I get it. I mean, that's like a huge amount of money that a lot of times people look at as investments because they plan to resell it. Well, I'm going to tell y'all something think about prom pictures. Think about most people's prom pictures. You don't usually look back and talk about how incredibly beautiful people are in their prom pictures. Usually you kind of giggle at how dated they look because I think people go like height of fashion for their prom. And so whatever is the height of fashion is, is what they do. And then they do their, you know, for me in the nineties, it was the big hair. Um, but when you have height of fashion, those are usually the things that go out of fashion very quickly, you know, so unless it's a super classic piece, the main thing is get rid of it soon. You know, maybe you're not ready to, and so you don't want to, but the longer you wait on things like that, the more likely it's going to be that it is out of fashion. And so that is something to consider when dealing with, you know, formal dresses and things. Um, but let's say that you have formals that are officially out of fashion. Well, those are really hard to sell. But I'm still okay with per, I'm perfectly fine with donating them because I was a theater arts teacher and I depended on old out of fashion prom clothes for me to dress people you know I mean think about it your seventies and eighties prom dresses a lot of those were are perfect for you know old timing you know with a big puff sleeve and the poofy skirts and stuff like that those things can either be taken as is or worked over and used in theater productions. I mean, that is the majority of what you're going to find at, um, you know, theater closets, things like that. I mean, you know, those things are great base pieces for theater departments. If you want to be more specific, if you're one of those people who will actually follow through, then email your local theater department at your theater high school or your local community theater and say, Hey, I've got old formal dresses. Do you want them? Um, And see if they want them and take them to them. Or if you have a friend whose daughter is involved or son is involved in um, uh, theater, ask, you know, hey, do you think they need these? You just never know. I mean, sometimes they may not have the room for it, but a lot of times they're going to love getting stuff like that. I mean, you know, I think back to my prom dress that I wore in 19... 91 or whatever it was. Um, you know, it was pink, it was satin, it was beautiful. It would be completely out of style right now, but it's a perfect princess dress. I mean, it's absolutely a perfect princess dress, which also brings me to if you're a mom, let your daughter play with them. Let it be dress-up clothes. That's basically what my old prom dresses are. I love mine because my mother made them. I mean, I had unique and beautiful prom dresses that I personally basically got to design. I got to pick out the fabric, pick out the pattern, say I like this, I don't like that. And my mom would make them. And so those things are special. And I'm just going to be honest, I am not going to be giving those away. But one of them was in my closet taking up space for a really long time. And I realized, okay, what is this doing in here? But then I gave it to my daughter and it turned into a dream dress up thing because, you know, dress up clothes, they make them for young girls. But when you get into kind of your eight nine, ten year old who still like to dress up, which I love that she still likes to dress up, um, you know, they don't make dress up princess dresses. So what do you need to be wearing? Your mom's prom dresses. That's that's the perfect kind of um that's that's perfect. That's perfect for what that is. And I'm just gonna save them for my grandkids. I mean that's one of those things that I'm perfectly fine with doing. Now, if I had 50 million of them, which I don't, then that would be different. But I, I, you know, that works. And another thing too is, um, men's suits. I had a post a while back, which was horrible. Um, but in our rent house, we had moths and they got into my husband's suits and they were basically ruined. Like all of his suits were ruined. Um, and I wrote a post about it, stuck them in the donate box. Um, because and I'll talk, talk about that in just a minute. Uh, the reason why I'm willing to donate stuff like that. Um, anyway, but somebody said, oh, those are perfect for theater. And I went, oh my goodness, I should, I should have thought of that being a former theater arts teacher, but you're right. I mean, you know, men's suits, that's the perfect, who cares if they have a hole or something, if it's on a, you know, if it's in a close up stage, then maybe not, but you know, for a lot of the purposes that we use, those would have been perfect. Um, So, you know, kind of thinking along those lines, but when it comes to imperfect clothes, stained, ripped, something with a hole in it, um, I'm going to say this and it's going to upset some people. I'll tell you about a comment I got recently. Um, anyway, I have had multiple. And when I say multiple, I don't just mean I had this random conversation. I have had at least three different thrift stores who did not know that I am a top decluttering blogger. They had no idea. Um they were we were just have a random conversation donating some stuff. One is somebody who comes and picks stuff up from the house, another was a um place that spoke to a women's group at our church um who uh was you know they accept clothing for their thrift store that earns the money for their project. Um anyway, both of them on their own said, please, please, please send us your stained and ripped clothing. Please don't um, not send that to us because it's not perfect. And the reason is they sell it by the pound to some rag maker or something like that. I don't know, but whatever it is, they want it. Like not just, Oh yeah, if you want to send that, that's fine. They actually made a point to specifically say, please give us your imperfect stuff because we sell it by the pound. So it's almost like, you know, if you're in a thrift store, they have to make judgment calls. They have to price things. They have to move the inventory. They have to decide, you know what, this is never going to sell whatever, but the other stuff now it needs to be clean, obviously, But that stuff, they can just bag it up and sell it by the pound. So what I like to do, and I do not think this is necessary. I'm giving you permission. If this stresses you out and it makes you not actually get rid of it, then don't do this. But what I like to do is I will have a separate little um, Walmart bag or plastic bag or something um, that I will stick the stained and ripped stuff in. Oh, my goodness. Every time. Hold on. Okay. Sorry about that. Y'all, I try to be a good wife, but um when you're podcasting, it's so hard to stop in the middle, but he's not feeling well so. Anyway, flu's going around and oh well. Anyway. Okay. Hopefully, he doesn't. Hopefully, he does not have that. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Okay. Uh so how many minutes am I at? Oh yeah, I'm good. Okay, so we talked about the rags, how places donate, um places want this. Anyway, if you okay, so I keep a separate bag where I will put the stuff with the um rips and holes and stains and things like that in it. As long as it's clean, I'll do that. You know, just to kind of separate it out so they don't have to take the time to do that. Um but uh, if you're concerned about your place not doing that, call them and ask them. It, it, it's one of those five second, um, five second things that can just free you up because if they don't do that and they don't want stuff with stains and holes in it, then throw it in the trash because here's the thing that's not an option is just leaving it in your house because you just don't know what to do with it, which goes into the head explosion rule. Um, there's a whole podcast on that. And just today in the Periscope, um, somebody was saying, yeah, that's your head explosion rule." Cause I was like this shirt and I'm getting rid of it. Cause I'll think about it and I'll put it on and I'll go, and they're like, yep, that's your head explosion rule." And I'm like, exactly. That's what it is. It's that, I don't know. What should I do? Or I don't know. Is it okay to donate this when it's really not? okay, then it's got to go. It just has to get out of the house. If the only way for that to happen is to throw it in the trash, do that. Or make that five second call and ask, or check on their website if they have one and ask, do they, you know, sell stuff by the pound? Do they want the stuff that has holes in it? Um, here's the thing, you know, I had check, do whatever it takes to get stuff out of your house. That was my little quote a couple times ago is, the best decluttering method is the one that's actually going to get stuff out of your house for you. I don't think it was that it was something much better worded than that. But my point is, please just don't leave it in your house. You know, I had somebody who, and I'm pretty sure it was like a drive by, she just landed on this post. And I'm really thinking this is not a long-term reader by any means. Um, But basically I think it was on the um, on the post about it was something to do with donating the stuff um because you know uh stuff that is imperfect because places you know wanted it anyway, and basically, she was just like, I don't believe this, and well I read it with a much um more strident tone than that in my head when I was reading this, but anyway, but basically, I don't believe it, there's no way that they want that, and it's so rude to donate stuff like that and I'm like, okay. Um, then don't, and that's fine. But my guess is that somebody who's like that, um, does not have the same issues that someone like me has where we overthink every little thing, this problem, this person, my guess, and I could be totally wrong. Um, but the way it was worded, uh, was, you know, made me think this, um, that this person is someone like, Oh, well, obviously I just should to throw that away. Okay, great, then do that. But if you personally have an issue, that's what we're talking about here, is the hangups, the things that keep you from decluttering clothing. If you have that hang up and it's just so painful to throw something away, then you know, find out. Find out the definitive answer. Because if your place doesn't take stained and ripped clothing, well. Then that frees you up to realize, you know what? I don't have any other option. This really is what I have to do because you know the truth. And just that little mental kind of climbing over point of just realizing, okay, now I know, now I know the truth. Now I can move on. That is what's important. You know, finding out whatever it takes for you to actually get stuff out of your house because that's the only way for you to be successful decluttering is to what's going to actually get it out of my house, get it out of my home. Okay. Um, thank you for joining me today. This is podcast number 86. And, um, if you would like to be a patron of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. We had our hangout on Monday for February next this month. I'm not sure what the date will be, but it will be an evening hangout. So that, um, sometimes it makes uh, my goal is to do morning or evening, um, alternating each month so that, uh, those people who cannot do one or the other will at least be able to hopefully hit, um, every other month. So, um, that's fun. I enjoy those and, um, go to patreon.com slash a sob comes clean. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. If you'd like to be a patron and, um, join me on Periscope because who knows, maybe I will actually do a few Periscopes here and there. Uh, thanks for joining me and I will talk to you next week. Bye.